Well Within Reach is brought to you by Riverside MyChart, your simple, secure, and confidential online health connection. With just a click, Riverside MyChart lets you stay well connected to the same information your doctor sees. You can request prescription refills, pay your bills, schedule your next appointment, and more. Manage your care from your laptop, tablet, or phone. Whether for yourself, your kids, or the grandparents, MyChart makes your busy life just a little easier. Learn more and enroll today at RiversideMyChart.org. Just another way to stay well connected from Riverside Healthcare. This is Carl Maronich. The opioid situation has grown to a national crisis. We talk with Riverside Healthcare's Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer, Michael Mutterer, himself an experienced addiction counselor, about the current epidemic, the struggle with addiction, and how Riverside is working to help solve the problem in our community. Join us for a frank and important conversation. Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. And we are joined by Michael Mutterer. Michael is the Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer at Riverside Healthcare. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad you're able to join us on the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about opioids, which has become a real crisis, uh, not only locally, but nationally. It's it's really an epidemic. And want to talk a little bit about how Riverside fits in to hope hopefully helping with that situation. But let's start with a little bit about your background. I know you have a background in addiction. I do. Uh, I'm actually a a board-certified and licensed uh, clinical therapist as well as a certified addictions counselor uh, and a registered nurse. So kind of have a big, a vast background in this. Yes. Uh, And your role at Riverside as a vice president, uh, chief nursing officer, deal with all all the nursing situation, a variety of things here at Riverside. Yeah, definitely. Uh, One of the uh, service lines that actually reports directly up to me in addition to the nursing is the behavioral health services line. And part of that uh, service line is our addictions uh, specialty areas as well. Um, So I do still um, be able to get uh, some touch points with with behavioral health and addictions uh, here at Riverside. And when we talk about opioids, tell us exactly what what cat, what group of drugs that is. Sure. So uh, when we talk about opioids and we look at it um, from a uh, perspective of the um, national epidemic that we're looking at uh, currently, uh, we really look at it at, at a couple of different angles. So one being the heroin uh, piece to this, so the illicit drug. Um, the second being more uh, the prescription drug opioids, uh, which uh, are typically uh, a sort of lead into potentially uh, getting into heroin use uh, and really both um, both arenas whether it's illicit or prescription drug use can uh, can really cause some some issues for um, for people who uh, are not using the, the prescription drugs as as prescribed and certainly anybody who has uh, gotten into uh, use of heroin sure now by their nature are they is this an especially addictive drug more so than, than others you know, addiction in and of itself is is a disease, and I think if uh, if somebody is um, prone to uh, to addiction, uh, certainly uh, opioids are a very dangerous uh, drug to uh, to tamper with um, because they are very addictive. Uh, so you know, every day we see uh, 115 plus Americans die from opioid use or opioid uh, overdoses, and you know that's a number that's pretty staggering. So mm-hmm. if you think about that. Uh, somebody who has, um, you know, started their path down opioid use, whether it be from the prescription side or the uh, illicit drug use and, and using heroin, um, there is a high propensity for uh, early addiction uh, and a high propensity for um, 
sort of escalating their drug use. So yeah. as we talked about from prescription medication potentially onto uh, the illicit uh, form of, of opioids, which yeah. is again, heroin. Yeah. Now you, again, you outlined your career and the things you've done with addiction counseling. It, it seems that every, every so many years, there's a, a, a drug of choice that becomes an issue, cocaine some years back and now, now opioids. Is there a reason that that, it happens that way? Uh, you know, I'm going to say supply and demand. Uh, I think that uh, when when drug addiction addiction hits, uh, it really is about what is what is an easy uh, source for a high. And uh, I think when the demand or the supply uh, outweighs each other, um, certainly at this point, uh, it's sometimes cheaper to uh, get a hold of heroin uh, than it is to uh, find other sources of of highs. Yeah. And so I think that definitely plays plays into this epidemic yeah. at this time. And right now it is it is opioids. And, um, you know, this, this I think, 56 deaths in, in Kankakee County last year in, in 2017. And you mentioned 115 Americans a day are, are overdosing and dying. So it, it is a problem. What What is Riverside? How are we positioned? How is Riverside positioned to help the community in the midst of this? Uh, absolutely. Uh, from a treatment perspective, uh, we opened late uh, 2017 a new department that is adjacent to our emergency department, uh, which is our behavioral health central intake department, and really a team of specialists that are uh, located uh, here at the hospital in order to do screening, assessment, and referral, and really be able to help people get to the level of treatment that they need uh, based on a full clinical assessment. So that's probably our easiest uh, easiest access to, to treatment and care. Uh, but we also have a number of different uh, areas that are focused on actual treatment. Uh, our Resolve Center out in Mantino is really focused for that uh, young adolescent uh, boy uh, population, so ages 12 to 18. And as a residential treatment setting to really work with uh, those young boys who have not made it in outpatient counseling settings or uh, other types of, of treatment programs, uh, as well as a full gamut of outpatient programs uh, that are designated to working with uh, people with all levels of addiction and really from all different uh, addictions as well. So not just looking at opioid addiction, but looking at alcohol, uh, marijuana, any other type of of substance dependence that could occur as well. And is the treatment similar for any, any addiction? You know, it is. Uh, I think, uh, you know, certainly the goal is to, uh, to have abstinence. That's the ultimate goal. But as an addictions therapist and, and counselor for, for a number of years, we know that it's a process. And, you know, every day is a struggle for people who are dealing with addiction. And every day is a, is a new day to wake up and say, am I going to use today or not? And really, um, through the counseling process, helping, uh, helping individuals find uh, tools uh, that they can utilize each and every day that uh, help them make that choice to hopefully stay clean and sober. But the, but the basic principle is the same, uh, no matter what the, what the chemical is or what the substance is of choice. Uh, now, what do you say to, to an individual who, you know, is in the throes of an addiction and, you know, they wake up, as you said, now you've got a choice today to use or not to use. And you think, you know, I just don't see a way out of this. I don't, it, it's not going to be an easy fix. So I'm just going to keep using. It, 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 seem, it seems like a hopeless situation, really. You know, we, we really focus, and, and again, depending upon the treatment program, but there is a focus on that one-day-at-a-time philosophy. Uh, as people go through, uh, go through withdraw and eventually um, become, you know, the early stages of being clean and sober, uh, it is... It, it, 
it's daunting to think that it's a lifelong process. And so really helping people focus on making that determination or making that decision each day as to whether or not, you know, today is a day that you can remain clean and sober. And sometimes that day to day might even be minute to minute Mm -hmm. and really helping them break that down uh, because it can be overwhelming thinking about a life of, uh, of being clean and sober. Yeah. And when you're at the bottom, it's tough to see your way out and to see that light at the end of the tunnel, I'm sure. It really is. And I think a lot of times, you know, people, uh, even, even looking at the disease process itself, um, there are various different reasons why people, you know, start uh, using drugs and alcohol, um, you know, for for teens or, you know, people that are starting early in life. I mean, it can be not fitting in at school. It can be, um, you know, breaking up with a boyfriend or girlfriend. It can be depression. It can be early onset of mental health issues that they're just compensating for um, not wanting to speak to their parents or physicians uh, regarding mental health issues. Um, So there's a variety of reasons why people may start uh, using drugs and alcohol and the addiction becomes secondary to that. Uh, For adults, uh, very similar. I mean, it can be a triggering event. Uh, that somebody uh, starts using, and uh, if that addiction piece is is there, they they aren't able to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people drink socially. People, you know, are able to you know have one drink, two drinks, and uh, and walk away from it. But but that addiction mindset, and whether it's with alcohol or opioids uh, alike, uh, that that addiction is the inability to be able to stop that usage. Uh-huh. If you have someone in your life who you think might be having addiction issues. How do you recognize that? Uh, you know, there's there's a number of ways that you can recognize it. Uh, you know, people who are, again, unable to stop. So if they, um, it, you know, first of all, if we talk about alcohol, I mean, because it's legal and something that, you know, is socially acceptable, uh, a person who's doesn't have that ability to be able to stop. So every time they drink, they drink to excess. Um, it may start uh, affecting areas within their life. So whether it's personally, uh, marital issues, um, issues with their children, uh, certainly we will see employment uh, issues um, many of times. So not being able to get to work on time because they can't get up. Um, you know, needing to needing to leave work early. Um, some people stash alcohol in their you know in their drawers and you know use that throughout the day. When you're talking about illicit drugs, I mean, certainly you know you can't take a break and you know go shoot up heroin. Um, it's it's a little bit different. I mean, as you start seeing uh, the use pattern. Um, so if you know somebody is say taking prescription opioids and not following the prescription as the physician ordered. So if they're taking it for a specific pain and that pain to them is not being um, resolved by the dose that the physician is is prescribing to them, they'll start taking double the dose or extra pills in order to start uh, to feel what they feel is relief for that. So again, using using that prescription opioid outside of the parameters of what it was initially prescribed for. Um, When we're talking about heroin, I mean, again, that's an illicit drug. Uh, It's even a legal drug. And uh, again, somebody who's using heroin, I don't believe that there's a recreational use for heroin Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think as an addictions counselor, somebody who's uh, willing to go into that level of of a substance uh, really puts themselves at risk um, is, in my opinion, a, a person that needs to seek help. Um, so again, if somebody sees issues um, issues within that person's life, the ability to be able to try and get them to a um, facility for a screening and assessment, and then again, that determination of what level of treatment they need is critical. Yeah. Um, they're not always willing to do that, though. Sure. I'm sure in many cases not. 
many cases not. You know, and the one thing about uh, addictions treatment is it is not something that we can force upon somebody. Mm-hmm. So if they are interested in, in wanting to get information and wanting to uh, enter into some type of a treatment program, whether inpatient or outpatient, that's the time to strike. Mm-hmm. Um, many times people will start treatment and leave treatment. Um, people will start uh, outpatient counseling and and for whatever reason, if they've hit rock bottom, if they've had a event in their life that has caused them to need to seek out counseling, if they waver in that uh, in that addiction cycle, uh, many people go through treatment multiple times yeah. in order to um, conquer that addiction. Is there is there value in the family if if we have someone in our family who's got this addiction issue, they're not willing to seek help? Is there help for the family? independently of that individual to try to deal with this and and hopefully ultimately get that family member the help they need. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you say if you have a family member, I'm going to I'm going to say most families have some level of addiction within it mm-hmm. and, you know, unfortunately addiction crosses all, you know, all boundaries, so race, age, sex. Um, So most of us know somebody within our family or close circle who um, possibly struggles with with addiction. And I do think that there are avenues for affected others that can help them cope with uh, the addiction itself. Affected others, that's the term for it? It it is. So, I mean, if you think of, um, there's there's a number of different groups that are out there that are for adult child uh, or adult children of alcoholics um, or uh, adult teens of alcoholics or spouses of alcoholics. Um, so again, that that sort of affected other can be that immediate family. It can be coworkers. It can be friends. Uh, but there are support networks out there. And um, typically those support networks are other people who have been affected by um, people who misuse or abuse drugs or alcohol. We started talking about opioids, kind of went into addiction overall, but bringing it back to the opioid situation, I know Riverside is is involved with a number of organizations throughout the community. How are we partnering with some other organizations and agencies to to affect that uh, positive change? Sure. We have started a task force here at Riverside that has brought a number of leaders from Riverside to the table to indicate from the area of oversight that they have how opioid dependence or opioid use has uh, affected the um, the areas in which they um, that they oversee. And also to that table, we have brought uh, partners from both the city and county mm-hmm. to help us take a look at how we as a organization Riverside can partner with uh, the local uh, authorities and local agencies to help uh, fight this uh, this growing epidemic and you know, partnering with um, the police departments has been a, a great uh, a great avenue that we have found to uh, help at the source. Um, many times when a 911 call is made regarding a person who has made an overdose or who has ingested an overdose of an opioid, uh, our first responders tend to be the police, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's local police or county police. And um, partnering with them to um, be able to uh, have trained um, professionals or, or, or have the police department themselves trained as administers of Narcan, yeah. uh, which is the opioid uh, reversal agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody who has ingested the opioids, uh, when a injection of the Narcan is given to that patient, it can reverse some of those effects and uh, help that um, patient until they are able to get stabilized by EMS and brought into the emergency department to, you know, again, further stabilize them medically. And at that point, we can at least uh, work uh, to hopefully give them some information about the treatment uh, 
programs that we have here at Riverside mm. uh, to at least impact at some level that addiction cycle that uh, that the person is in that's brought them to the emergency department. Mm. So that's that's one of the ways that we've partnered, um, really looking at uh, the cases that have been, um, unfortunately, the, the individuals who have passed away within our county to really take a look at some of the demographics and figure out how, you know, again, we as an organization can start to impact the population. Uh, and as we look at this, uh, you know, we really see that the um, Caucasian, um, you know, 30s to 50s type male is really the per the people that are being mostly affected by uh, the opioid crisis here locally. Mm, interesting. It is. So the task force, you've gotten that demographic information, so now perhaps can target some messages and some education in that direction? Absolutely. Um, we were lucky enough to be able to get a grant uh, that has allowed Riverside to partner again with some of the local agencies uh, and specifically um, agencies that allow us to do some community education and, and training regarding uh, addictions and really focusing on, again, that opioid uh, epidemic. But to get information out there for um, parents, for uh, loved ones to just start to know the warning signs of people that may be utilizing utilizing, uh, you know, whether it's illicit, illicit drugs like heroin or, you know, certainly the misuse of the prescription drugs and really start helping them identify um, what may uh, what may be a precipitating event that should, you know, provoke them to want to bring them in for a, a, an assessment. And if they want to reach out to Riverside, make contact to try to get that help. You've got some information on how they can do that? Absolutely. So our crisis, or I'm sorry, our um, behavioral health uh, um, intake department is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, and we have qualified professionals uh, every day that can uh, make that uh, referral and assessment. And uh, the phone number that they are available at 24 hours a day is one 442 And again, that's 844-442-2551. Or an easier way to remember that is 844-4-CALL-1. We're just one call away. Can get that help. Michael Mutter, Senior Vice President, Chief Nursing Officer, Riverside Healthcare, uh, an addiction counselor as well. We appreciate the, uh, the wealth of information you've shared today. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me.